0: after further review, what is going on everyone episode 33 of after further review here ben ryan and chase coming at you with another one we are not going to be live today but we hope you guys enjoyed uh last week's was kind of a raw episode we did go live at the last minute and we were in person so it just kind of worked out and it was a fun one
1: dang we're already on episode 33 okay okay
0: yeah it was fun last week it was like a secret episode we did we just got together and popped it on real quick yeah and uh if you're listening to this guys do not forget to check out our socials we're gonna have an announcement later this week about a special guest next week that we're all pretty excited about so confirmed it again today and uh yeah, so we're, we're we're pretty excited about it.
1: I'm just gonna say that I'm like 80 percent nervous, but I, I am I'm I'm excited. I'm just also really nervous, but excited to have our first official guest on Afr Show Pod after further review next week. So,
0: yeah, no, we are all very excited to have him on. And to start off the show, let's just do a little trivia. Um, this one my dad actually sent, so I'm gonna read it and kind of just give it to you guys. It is a base. It is not just a baseball trip. It includes all the four big sports. Okay. Like Lee. So, All right. You guys ready? And the big four of sports, so you got baseball, football, basketball, and hockey, how many
1: team names are shared, and what are those names? Okay. Chase, we got the Cardinals is an easy one. Yeah, Cardinals. The Giants. Giants. And now I have Kings. To yep. Oh, Kings. Good hit, Chase. Good hit. Yeah. Three more. Oh, You're we're already half. halfway there. Um, so football. I mean, you can just dive through. Oh, the Rangers. Yep. Let's go. Rangers. I'm just trying to like. Sit Is right. the
0: Hawks one? Hawks. No. no Hawks. Two more. You guys are doing
1: well? The basket. There's probably not a lot of basketball because they have weird names. I don't know if we got. Yeah. Any- we get any? Oh yeah, the Kings were the one, but I don't know. Basketball is weird. I want to dive back into baseball? There's a lot of birds in baseball. A lot of birds in football. But I don't know if any more overlap besides the Cardinals. You got? Do the- you want a hint? No.
0: Oh, like the sports for the last
1: couple. Okay, fine. Uh, all right. All right. One of
0: the sports is a football and hockey, and the other one is a oh Jets. Game. Yep. And the other one's also a football and hockey.
1: Oh, oh the hockey Winnipeg Jets. Idiot. Chase, good hit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Panthers. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, the Panthers. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that's all. Come on, it. Chase. I got a hockey one, nice. baby. Yeah,
1: let's go. Let's go.
0: Yeah, you guys are good with that. But thanks Dad, for sending that. Mm-hmm. That was a fun kind of just little trip. So how many total were there? there six? Were six? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think we got, I mean Yeah, we killed that, Chase. Good yeah, good work. That was a good one.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, that was a good way to start the show. And um, speaking of, you know, we had some baseball going on, but we are at the last week of baseball season now. And I guess, first off, congratulations to the Phillies.
1: Let's go, baby. Yeah, you already yeah, know, yeah. Chase. I was at the game over the weekend. Our buddy Nuke was actually at the game for the clincher. Bought tickets nice. two weeks ago, hoping it that there was a chance that could be the clinching game. And Johan Rojas didn't trade him at the deadline. So happy about it. And he sends us into the postseason back-to-back years. Yeah, I love the
0: momentum that they have right now. And it seems like they're just really comfortable as a team together. So it's really fun to watch.
1: Oh, yeah. I was super pumped. At the game, I did uh, – my sister's favorite player is Alec Bohm. She's literally obsessed with him. She has, like, five Alec Bohm T-shirts. Oh my gosh. And so – and obviously my guy is JT. Chase, I might have stealing it from you. But – so I just did, you know, a little parlay of JT and Bohm each to get a hit. And they smashed it with two each. met a homer. I should have I should have gone gone more uh, intense, but I w- I was excited about that little hit. Um, first live parlay I think I've ever hit. So nice, that was fun. Nah,
0: yeah, nice. That's yeah, and they, I mean they ran away with a wild card, and kind of as we look at down the standings, you have a battle with that. You know the Cubs have it right now, but the Marlins got rained out last night, um, so it's just between them and Cincinnati. It's a three-way uh, three way race for one spot.
1: I wish I would have remembered. I know last podcast, I think we talked about which teams are going to make it. I don't know if any of us had the Cubbies in there. They're still in there. I feel like we had the Diamondbacks, maybe the Marlins or the Reds. I think, Chase, you and I maybe hopped on the Reds. But what the heck, the Chicago Cubs, hmm. they seem like they've been irrelevant since 2016, and they're back. Yeah,
0: yeah. I did not think they'd be doing this well at this point in the year. Yeah, I mean, Justin Steele emerging (laughs) out of nowhere as a potential Cy Young winner is crazy. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Um, And I just want to point out the the Padres, they made a late run, but probably too little too late. But their run differential is plus 94, which is insane for a team that's going to be out of the playoffs. That is actually really crazy.
1: Do they finally have all their core guys playing? Machado, Tatis, um, Soto, they're all playing. And
0: I will say we – in the beginning of the season, chat on to uh Soto a lot. Oh, we destroyed him that and one episode. He has come back and he has had a really good year. <laughs> um, so I wanna just say that we, you know, he came back and he has he's had a very productive year. He's hitting two seventy-six. He's got thirty-five home runs, 108 RBIs, he's still got a four ten on base, one fifty-nine OPS plus. I mean, he he has a he's having a great year, probably potentially like top fifteen. An NL.
1: It's crazy though because it feels like the Padres upgraded this season, and last season they were in the the divisional round, right?
0: It's the same as the Mets. Mm. They both just they were both... they in the
1: divisional, or the when did the Phillies play them? Was it? Yeah, the... they
0: knocked out the Dodgers. They knocked out
1: the Mets, and then knocked out the Dodgers. So it was the NLCS. They made it the championship series last year. Yeah, yeah, and it felt like they upgrade. Upgraded and now I mean this is just why baseball's so much fun. Like you think you were they were that close to the world series last year and now this year, unless I mean there's a chance they sneak in and I don't want to I don't want to go off on the deep end saying they didn't even make the playoffs because then they will make it to the world series and I'll look like an idiot, but it's just baseball's wild, man. Right now the Cubs are ahead of them. Yeah. And have that playoff spot.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. And you know, and then we'll look quickly at the AL over here. And I mean, another battle for the wild card and even the division um, with the AL AL West.
1: Yeah. Rangers have not completely tanked. They kind of bounced back. I know Ben and I were high on them at one point in the season, and then they went on like an eight game losing streak and we thought they weren't even going to make the playoffs, but I just really hope Seattle somehow squeaks in there. I know they had, they finally got to the playoffs last year, I think. I think they lost in the wild card, kind if I remember correctly. But they're a fun team to watch, and that that city gets behind their fan bases. Um, so rooting for them to somehow squeak through. But I mean, it's going to be a crazy finish for the AL West, which I would not have thought would be as competitive as it is.
0: And then Baltimore basically guaranteeing themselves a spot, and so so it'll be a fun playoffs. Got I think that I saw for the first time in thirty years. There's no um, there's no Yankees. Yankees, Red Sox, or Cardinals, I think, with the three teams. Like, neither of them first time in, like, 30 years.
1: That's, like, in the NBA when it was, like, they didn't – it was, like, LeBron, Durant, or I don't even know, whatever. But that was for the finals in the NBA. But this is insane. No Yankees. I mean, whoo, there's three wild-card spots. They didn't even get in. You'd love to see it. Love
0: to see it. Yeah, I'm glad the Orioles finally made it and made it to the postseason and, and like, have really good chances because there's so many times – especially like the early 2010s when they would have a monster first half and then just completely have the wheels fall off and then the one year they finally broke through and then couldn't get past the Red Sox I think.
1: I mean it's crazy too because them and the Rays have the best two records in all of baseball I believe and they neither one have clinched the division yet and it's this just makes me, like, remember all those – I mean, I don't remember. But, you know, you research pre-Wild Card times all those amazing teams that Red Sox have, and they would never get into the playoffs because the Yankees would have the best record in baseball. The Red Sox would have, like, the second. And that was the original reason for them making the Wild Card. But the Rays are – I mean, having that top wildcard spot is awesome. But if you're going to have the second best record in baseball and having a way first best of three series, that's not fun.
0: Yeah, we should do a deep dive into that at some point. I remember there's some early like 2000s teams that had 100 wins and didn't make the playoffs, which is yeah. just nutty to
1: think about. Yeah, I mean, football, you didn't see it as much. But baseball, they didn't add the second wildcard team till recently. And now they just added the, added the third but I forget, guys. For the three game series, how does that work? Is it just the home team gets all three games, or do they travel?
0: No, I think it's the home team gets. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what
1: I thought. Because they play like every day, that'd be a lot.
0: Yeah, they play like three days in a row. If the Ray,
1: so Rays basically <clears throat> have to win a series just to make it right out of the gate. The second round. Yep.
0: It's like the Phillies last year. Yeah, to go into St. Louis. And then luckily they got out right away to nothing, came back and then never had to leave. I just want to quickly talk about. So a couple picks finally locked um, here as the season's wrapping up. So fortunately, Ryan Cardinals did not pull out a miracle and get the 88 and a half so that. Has been marked a loss. Athletics did lock They're under, so that uh, that worked out, and it looks like they're also going to get the worst record in the league. So that'll be that'll be nice. As a podcast, we're still eleven and four, so still still doing pretty good.
1: So we're. Oh, I just want to quick, quickly say we're eleven and four as a podcast. I'm zero and three, so I definitely am not pulling my weight. But I also haven't hurt us that much because I haven't made that many picks so far. Yeah. I will
0: say the Rams division one is not looking. Great right now, <laughs> so we'll see. So yeah. I mean, if they get Cooper Cup back and he's healthy, they could. That's true. They haven't looked as bad yeah. as like I think people would have thought. So I don't uh... think they look as bad as they did last year. Yeah, yeah, that's... yeah. Stafford doesn't look bad. Like Stafford looks semi healthy, so that's good. Yeah, I mean that last year they were just ravaged by injuries too. So I feel like a lot of people are getting back up to like strength, and so yeah. they could they could heat up a little. Yeah. So still, still staying hot.
1: Yeah, seventy-three percent winning percentage for Afr. Everyone out there listening, just just please hop on the board. <laughs> I know, I know, our boy Ben's at a ninety percent hitter, but you know Chase is two and 2 so technically he's at an infinite hit yeah. rate. So yep. you know, just fade me, ride everyone else, and you'll be good to go. <laughs> you were that oh, yeah. pick this weekend, though. You got to just send it, not even think about it. I know. I can't. I can't even think about. I mean, my Titans over seven and a half. We're looking great. What looking are they great? They're one and two. (laughs) Are you that's That's exactly where they need to be? They'll finish eight and nine and they'll hit it. Yeah. I'm not worried at all. Henry actually going yet. Actually
0: did hit two nice three leg parlays over the weekend. What were they? There was one with it was three, a parlay of three tacklers on defense to get all of them had but two of them were nine and a half tackles, the other one was seven and a half. They all got over. So I won that one. And then the net, the second three, like parlay was for Monday Night Football. So Jalen Hurts, anytime touchdown, under 46 and a half. A.J. Brown receiving yards. Yeah, so. Nice. So that like 50. Yeah, it's not bad. Okay. I just immediately haven't looked at anything since then. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I'm still pretty disappointed. I lost to Ryan in fantasy. Lost by two points. I was down uh, to one point. Joe Mixon had 70 yards with like eight minutes left in the game. Couldn't get one more yard. He had like, I think his last three or four carries, he lost like negative five yards. Dang. So, took the L on that one. So
1: That's just a prime example of why I hate fantasy football percentages to win. Because at one point, I know the it was a tie game at one point, and I was up by like two. And it was, like, four minutes to go. I think the Bengals might have gotten the ball back. And it was giving me a 99% chance to win. I'm like, if Joe Mixon catches one catch for, like, seven yards. It's it's over. Like, six. Yeah, he was like, one for six. One catch in a PPR league, and you tie me, if not beat me. I'm like, bro, if I blow a 99-1 to lead, I'll be so salty. But, yeah, Ben, you cut it to one point, and you're back to two points. And then once the Bengals – Took the lead. It seemed like the Rams just had the ball the rest of the game. So
0: I thought I had that whole matchup in the bag, and then literally Adam Thielen goes absolutely berserk. For a he was eleven from one forty and a touchdown. I'm like, when has he ever done this in the last like two or three years,
1: bro? Ben goes, chase Ben I feel like in his prime, he never had numbers this good.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I feel like it was just like a touchdown, like a red zone guy. Dude, Ryan had three guys left to go at four o'clock. And he had Thielen, Kenneth Walker, and Medcalf, who got a combined, like I think close to 80 points between the three. It was ridiculous.
1: By the way, now that I have not officially accepted or declined it yet, but now that we're talking about fantasy, Devin dropped a massive trade-off for me today. I want to hear it. Let's hear it. Oh. I feel like he's trying to, you know, sell high and also buy low with my team here. I'll probably end up declining it or countering it, but, but here it is for everyone listening out here. So Devin wants for my team, he wants Derek Henry, Alvin Kamara and DK Metcalf. And right there, I'm thinking Alvin, Kamara hasn't, played, Alvin Kamara hasn't played a game yet. And Derek Henry, I feel like has, we have not seen his full potential and DK Metcalf. I'm like, okay, solid wide receiver. And he's willing to give me Tyler Lockett, Lamar Jackson, and Devon a chain, if I pronounced that right.
0: Okay. A-chain, and I just feel yeah. like
1: the Devon a chain had the monster game. I mean, yeah, you think Tyler Lockett's a downgrade from DK, right? I mean, fantasy wise, I feel like DK is better, right? When do you say that? Yeah, I would say
0: so. I, yeah. I don't know.
1: I mean, they're, I mean, like my quarterback's Russell Wilson, who I mean, Lamar would be a major upgrade over him. I'm giving up two running backs, and I feel like in our 14-person league, there's nothing more valuable than an RB1, and I'm giving up two RB1s, essentially.
0: Yeah. I mean, as commissioner of the league, I'm not going to tell you what to do. But um, Well, I might as well just toss this on here, full disclosure. Dev has also sent me a trade request. Wait, wait. What if we both accept? Can they even go through if we both (laughs) accept? I don't know. But uh, he sent me two offers in the last week. Both for Ridley and Pacheco on my team. But he's willing to give me Lamar, A-Chain for Ridley and Pacheco, and I don't think I'm in for it. Although, Lamar would upgrade my QB position. I have Jordan Love, but I feel, Ridley, like, you were, I feel like you were really high on Ridley. Yeah, and then I have a really solid one, two, three receivers between Jamar Chase, Waddle, and Ridley.
1: So basically, Devin's just trying to... Trying to use like Lamar as being an upgrade to our QB. Who just because can someone go to his team real quick? Does he have a backup QB stash and that's why he's willing to give up Lamar? I don't know. We'll get Stack Eye on that real quick because, but, but yeah, if we both accept they can't, what happens? Because I don't up know. He's got Stafford. So he's got Stafford chilling in the bank. I mean, I don't know. For me, I haven't even seen Alvin Kamara play yet. He's been suspended. Yeah. Like, I don't, he could be garbage and it'd be a great trade. And I don't know. I also, mean, I
0: feel like you have a lot more to lose than, than yes. that deal. Yeah. Because you have number ones, which are key. Yeah.
1: Kamara's an RB1, Derrick Henry's an RB1, and DK's probably the wide receiver one. Yeah. So then he's giving me a wide receiver two. A chain basically splits carries with Mostert. So it's like, and a he did half.
0: nothing the first two weeks.
1: No. Yeah. So I'm probably going to decline. But Dev, I might counter. So be ready. And I will say it wasn't a terrible trade offer. Whenever Tanner tried to trade me Jackson Smith and Jimbo for David Montgomery, I laughed and declined it. So, yeah, at least this one was worth talking about.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm always down for trades. I just feel like I'm so early still. That, like Part know, of I'm it's just... probably because Dev's the only 0-3 team and he's trying to just do something. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: Ooh, <laughs> Dev.
0: I mean, going into last week, too, I was feeling a little desperation being – the last ranked team but luckily i've moved myself up a few spots yeah but your team just had like week one you would have won if aaron Rodgers didn't destroy himself yeah week two i wrecked myself by benching josh reynolds last week yeah i
1: won oh dang devin's giving up over 400 points dev there's your problem where's your defense at buddy (laughs) you're giving up 400 points so far it's a 14 person league you should if you get over 100 you should have a chance to win dev i don't know what you're doing over there Play some defense.
0: I mean, remember last year, I think it was Durs' team wasn't bad, but he just keep getting, he was getting wrecked on like every matchup. Yeah. No, he definitely was. I, there's always someone each year that gets like destroyed. Yeah. Like they're, they're putting up, they would beat everyone else in the league, but they keep playing the highest scoring team every week somehow. You know, so I, I mean, I'm not going to really talk about the Jets. I just want to say that they need to get rid of Zach Wilson, but that's all I want to say yeah. about that. It's a tough. Yeah, spot.
1: I saw, I saw. Saw Mike White throw a nice pass to uh, Robbie Chosen when he came off the bench from two, and I was just like, "Oh, I remember when Mike White was on the Jets doing pretty well." Did they, who else do they have on the Jets? Are they well, still- they
0: signed Trevor Simeon, which is a weird. That's move. Not
1: it? do anything. <laughs> um, Might their- as well,
0: just sign a bag of poop. <laughs> <laughs> their backup is um, Tim Boyle. That's who it is. Oh, Tim Boyle, former Packer. Yeah, he's been in the league for a minute. I oh, know twenty. Yeah. It's been Aaron Rodgers' backup a few times. I think all of our teams had a pretty forgettable week, so I think we can just put it at that.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Cowboys definitely were overlooking the Cardinals, and honestly, the most sad in the news was just Trayvon literally tearing his ACL in practice. I don't understand. He's been pretty durable so far in his young career, and there's just suck because I – and I was complaining this about Lindsay to Lindsay. I hate injuries that are out for the season injuries. I would rather deal with like some type of like hamstring or something where there's a chance to come back. Even like Derrick Henry's broken foot last year, where it's like, oh, yeah, he might not be fully healthy, but he'll be back in time for like week 16 or 17 or 18 or whatever. I just hate, hate the fact that like, I don't know. We're still at a point in sports where you could have an injury. I mean, I should be grateful. There's not as many career ending injuries as there are anymore. I mean, ACLs are just tough. I guess if you rupture your Achilles and your Aaron Rodgers, though, you have a chance to come back. (laughs) Well,
0: he's not coming back if they can't win some games. So,
1: yeah, that's a very soft Ryan rant, though. Speaking of coming back, real quick before we move on, Chase, Reese Hoskins is ramping up. I don't know. How much he'll do if he comes back, but that would be insane if he did. That's another one of those where I would thought there was no shot, but
0: yeah. I mean, he did it so early in the year. Like they always said that there might be a chance because Kyle Schwarber did it that one year that where he true. came back. But I mean, he's obviously going to be super limited. And yeah, I don't know if that's better or worse to have somebody who's, you know, we already have Bryce who's somewhat hampered by stuff you know can't play full ability obviously still an impact player but i don't know if you want to have him in the lineup it'd still be good to have him in the clubhouse though i think for sure but that's it would be cool i mean it would be cool to see that's an amazing thing a big feat to come back from such an injury but i saw that if unless the phillies got to like the play or the um, world series it wouldn't probably be before then
1: yeah But... but i mean even if they I mean, just seeing like him as a pinch hitter or something in the playoffs, just like him being there because he's been on the team for so long. Like, I don't know. It's just like why well, I got salty with the Trayvon thing because the Cowboys have been playing so well, and the same thing with the Phillies. Like, you want all your guys, the core guys at least, to be a part of like those runs, and they help, right? So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. So. I mean,
0: I'm still pissed over the fact that there's five Ravens that have been drafted that have never played one single game together.
1: That's insane. That's still ridiculous. Doesn't I mean, it's
0: not possible. But some kind it. of hell. So some kind of sick world where they just, just mostly to do with day. Dobbins.
1: This is it's mostly
0: Dobbins and then Ronnie's been Ronnie Stanley's been hurt. and yeah. – Bateman's been hurt, then Lamar's been hurt, and it's just been a never-ending cycle, and it's right back to where we left off last year with ten people already injured.
1: Yep. You're already like the third string third string uh secondary in the defense. Yeah. And this life will center. always be like my number three because there's just too many injuries. It's a soft three. It's just what do you mean a soft three? Like it could easily get pushed to four or five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If it yeah. if it wasn't if it wasn't as popular in my in my newly household oh. with everyone else living in it, it probably could it could easily move like below tennis. <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean football, I would say, is easily my junkie sport where it doesn't matter how garbage the teams are. I'm I'm watching a part yeah. of it.
1: Yeah, I mean it's fun to get into it with fantasy and we do the pickups yeah. and stuff. So but
0: I mean, even if it's like division three Marist College playing. <laughs> Okay, you know, as we uh, transition from NFL, we some big college stories coming out. I mean, the biggest one I saw was obviously Colorado just getting destroyed by Oregon. Uh, Chase might have been happy about oh, that. Yeah. But did you guys see anything any anything else that kind of caught your eye? Yeah, the Oregon Colorado game probably I think went about as expected as a lot of people thought. Uh, Oregon was a twenty point favorite, and they I did not realize. really. Yeah, they completely blew the doors off of Colorado. And you could obviously see that they didn't deserve to be on the same field. There's a clear difference in talent level. And uh, they fell out of the top 25. They could be back later in the year, but they think their schedule is going to get pretty beefy. They play USC this week, so it could be another 40-point dropping before they know it. And Colorado's offensive line is just so awful. They couldn't stop anything. And it's going to get worse as they get deeper into the – what remains of the Pac-12, which is pretty tough. Yeah, yeah, some other things, two games that I saw that really stuck with me over the weekend was the Clemson-Florida State game. I don't know if you guys saw any of the highlights of that game. It was pretty insane. Clemson is having having real problems with their kicking position, so they brought back a guy who was a four-year member of their team, never started, left the program, and then they came back. He re-enrolled. And he had a chance to win the game with, like, 30 seconds left. And it was, like, a 30-yard field goal. All he did was hit the chip shot, and he bricked it. And it goes into (laughs) overtime, and Florida State wins.
1: Oh, my god!
0: So the whole moment leading in was just how, like, what a magical moment this could end up being. This guy didn't get to play at all. He comes back, you know, five years in, and then could hit a game-winning field goal over Florida State, who's been outrageous this season. Knocking people off left and right, and he completely hits it wide, and then they they never get the ball back, really, to get a chance. Cue the um, announcing for that. From
1: the line. A kick, and it is no
0: yeah, it was it was pretty bad. And the second game I was pretty invested in was the Ohio State Notre Dame game. Oh, I it was did the prime time of- game. Uh, big implications. being a penn state fan obviously ohio state anytime they have a chance to lose i'm interested notre dame i have to have i have to fully admit this at this point hannah is a massive notre dame fan so i hate um, yeah so uh but she has ties she has legit ties her uncles and family so yeah and you know so now i respect notre dame and i fully just outright hate them for everything but was so a little bit I'm interesting too. Yeah so I was like okay this is odd I feel weird rooting for Notre Dame but this is worth it and the game was close they really held them in check and the last two plays of the game for whatever reason they just had they completely bungled the play they went out with 10 men on the field both times and refused to call a timeout because they didn't want to give or take the penalty to give Ohio State more chances at a down so Ohio State Runs the ball down inside a minute, inside 50, you know, inside 30 seconds and inside 10. And then it yeah. basically walks off on a touchdown when Notre Dame had didn't have enough people on the field for a goal line stand on the lot, la- not even the last play, the last two plays. So pretty bad they had a chance to win that game. And it really just stuck with me. But yeah, it was
1: like bad coaching. <laughs> Wait, yeah, so real bad not, coaching. Isn't like you can play with less than 11 guys on the field because I know. Depending yeah. on the sport, sometimes that's... How, that's yeah,
0: okay. I guess you can't have over 11, but if you only send out 10 people, I guess that's on you. Like,
1: Whoa, that yeah. sucks.
0: So that's bad. I mean, and especially at college, you have 90 people on a roster, like 100 coaches. There's so many people there. And how did nobody notice that there was... 10 people for the last two plays yeah just to circle back to clemson though i found this really interesting though during the game they brought up the fact that clemson hasn't taken on a single transfer in the last year that's a mistake Whoa. yeah isn't that crazy that feels like a mistake <laughs> so and it i mean you could say it's showing too because they've struggled in games and they yeah. can't close out and just the competitiveness and they've had such a roster turnover And they were a legit program. They were winning championships, bringing in five star recruits, but it's hard to sustain. So it really makes you respect an Alabama program that just continues to be top. You know, some years are up or down, but just to maintain that level in Georgia now, you know, it's insane to be able to do that. So yeah, I just thought that was crazy. This, like with Dion and the news he gets and getting transfers that Clemson, after being such a powerhouse, you think they would take advantage of every opportunity and roles and NIL and they you know, they don't have any transfers, so I thought that was really interesting. If you would have asked me a week ago how many transfers they had, I would have said 10 to 15, and they had zero. By choice, bucking the trend, and could say it's not really paying off. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah, It feels like ever since Lawrence left, they've just been a shell of themselves. Yeah, they've definitely had trouble finding a good quarterback.
1: Yeah, Chase, and real quick, I just want to ask you, because I know it's super early, and I feel like this happens with Penn State every year. But they're 4-0. They're beating the teams they're supposed to be beating pretty well off. They're the sixth seed right now. Top four make the playoffs. Do they have a shot to get in this year? They haven't since the – I don't even remember the last time they've come close to making it. But do they have a shot this year? I would say the closest they probably
0: got was the year they had Barkley, Sanders, Trace McSorley that year. I think it was like 2017. and. You know, they lost um, the Ohio State game, which pretty much put the coffin in for that year. I think Barkley, I think that year he ran back the opening kickoff. and It was just a crazy game. But I think Penn State legitimately does have a shot this year. Drew Aller's a really good quarterback. Their defense is legit. They cheated themselves with the whiteout and put it against Iowa, so I'm going to definitely pound them for that. It's a, it's a skank move just to improve your overall record for whiteout games was to put it against Iowa. <laughs> so whatever i know it had to do it but they have bigger games this year and i don't think they play ohio state at home so i guess that would have been the game they probably would have wanted to do it against but Ohio State doesn't really look that great like i said notre dame almost beat them michigan's probably going to be the toughest team to go against for them in their matchup so if they beat michigan for sure they're getting into the playoffs um but that means that they have to win every other game and that obviously means beating ohio state and Beating a team like Michigan State, which for whatever reason sometimes will trouble them or, you know, these later Big Ten games. But I think overall they're really good. Uh, You know, just a better roster than maybe they've had over the last few years. And that's mostly because of Drew Aller. I was going to say it feels like a while for the like Penn State in general just feels like they're known for defense and their run game. But this is like they have a legit quarterback and that feels like the difference at least this year. Yeah. And if they would just, the thing that really irks me is they don't get their tight ends more involved than in what they do. And if they do that, they're going to be such a deadly team because they do have two amazing running backs. Aller's deadly accurate. He's almost like a Pudgy or Mahomes.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I'm just looking at the SEC standings right now. And they're usually like, they're if any, you know, conference, and now that the Big Ten and SEC are powerhouses. Like either one could always get two teams in. I know it's hard sometimes for a conference to get two teams in, but they're not looking as overall like stout as they usually are. And they've added teams, right? So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. george is obviously going to be Georgia, but Alabama looks a little less intense than they do every other year since the beginning of time. Lost. But, yeah, but yeah, I mean, they already lost once this year. So I just, I don't know. I know it always comes down to like Penn State and Michigan, and the last like five years, Penn State's got like stomped by both of them every year. But
0: I think this could be the year that they do it and put it together. Uh, two games I'm looking forward to this weekend. Obviously, I'm gonna go back with Notre Dame, but they're playing Duke, so that's a really good matchup. Duke has been really good this year. They're underrated, I would say, in a little bit of way, but they're gonna get their due this weekend, especially against a, a good team like Notre Dame, and also. LSU versus Ole Miss. This is a rivalry game. It's a big game. And uh, two suspect coaches who I feel like never show up for the big moment going against each other. So it should be interesting. <laughs> it's going to be like two people with, playing Russian roulette blindfolded. I love that. Yeah. So it that. should be a really good game. A lot of mistakes, hopefully. So it should make for a lot of action. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's uh on the heels of that, let's do a quick random box score. How about it? I love it. Got a quick random box we're going. What are you guys feeling? What sport?
1: I like sticking with college football. Okay, I think yeah. we did that last time, and we <laughs> uncovered a few players we didn't think we'd uncover. All right. So I'll, I'll pick – I went with sports, so.
0: All right, Chase, we you go next? Okay, I'm going to go okay. the year 2009.
1: Oh! Okay. Oh. okay.
0: I'm going to go the ACC. Okay. I like it.
1: The – Highest ranked ACC teams bowl game, <laughs> that's okay.
0: Not... So it's... That's, that's that's like a Fiesta bowl, maybe
1: like whoever was a top ranked ACC team in 2009. We're just gonna dive in. Well, I guess it. we have to
0: go to that ACC championship, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. Let's just see that. Let's just do the ACC championship game. Oh
0: my god, Georgia Tech versus was that Clemson? Well, let me just get to a better way to see this.
1: This is. Ridiculous. December right. 5th, 2009. He was better be from the Atlantic Coast Conference, actually.
0: All right, so we got Georgia Tech beating Clemson.
1: Oh, my goodness. Wow, they
0: were the number 10-ranked team. Yeah. Holy smokes. Oh, CJ Spiller. Oh. And Andre Ellington. God. Do you remember him with the Cardinals? <laughs> yeah. he oh, yeah. Spiller, dude. Spiller, yeah. 20 for
1: 233 and four times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Look at the cool – and they took Damn. an out. Al- Oh, my God. Oh,
0: Demarius Thomas, one catch, three yards. Oh, rest in peace, Demarius. Jonathan Dwyer, I remember him, too. Yeah. Like
1: Andre that. Ellington, I do remember, too, Chase. Demarius Thomas, he was a fan favorite, I feel like. Yeah. Super Bowl ring. Stephen right Hill got drafted
0: by the Jets, and he was – Yeah. Like, everyone thought he was be good. Yeah, he was terrible. <laughs> he was awful. He was really bad. All right. You see the defense? Yeah. All right. Oh,
1: oh wait, go down to – I not see the punters if anything. No. All right,
0: defense. Derek- oh, Morgan Burnett. Derek Morgan, yeah. Linebacker. Mario Edwards. Okay. But Jason Peters has not or that's a different Jason. Oh, no, that's a different Jason Peters.
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm not seeing many names. Well, these
0: are guys who barely had – stood at one tackle down here. That one thing just says Lockhart. Doesn't even have another name.
1: It's insane that Georgia Tech was the 10th-ranked team.
0: Yeah, and they were like a, a – uh. They're not even, like, a throwing team. They're, like, an option team.
1: Oh, more or less of an option team than, like, Air Force that one year.
0: (laughs) But they also had Calvin Johnson as a wide receiver. Like, they've had amazing wide receivers for a team that never throws the ball. Oh, yeah, this is what we want, the roster that says, like, all the guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. CJ Spiller, yeah, obviously. Mm -hmm. talked about him. Deron Brown, the wide receiver. Oh, Ricky Savard. Javaris Jenkins. Yeah.
1: Yo, I wonder if Marcus Gilchrist is Michael Gilchrist's brother. Oh, yeah, solid the
0: Jets. Solid little career here. Okay, I see Marcus Gilchrist playing. But this is, this Gilchrist. would be a good one for pro reference. Hold
1: on, we're <laughs> diving into Marcus Gilchrist here. Look at the durability 14 games, all 16, all 16, all 16, all 16, 13, all 16, all 16.
0: Dang, I love to see that. That's man.
1: a durable player right there, baby. I like it.
0: That's like that guy throwing 500 innings. Yeah, he's a rookie.
1: 14 picks in his career. Okay, Marcus Gilchrist, stepbrother of Michael Gilchrist. Wait, we never
0: really found that out. Yeah, I guess he's not.
1: I feel like we would have known, right? Would we have? How would we have known that? Michael's not that.
0: We should get him on the podcast just to ask him.
1: Just No "No."
0: questions about his career, just ask him who he's related to
1: who is your brother michael Gilchrist? oh yeah,
0: wait. oh personal life here we go
1: okay they definitely would say michael I think. <laughs> oh my gosh. This, this is idiot. a da-
0: this is a bunch of this is a dang story <laughs> oh, his Dad was in the army made him do 200 a day his dad was a marine and he made him do 200 push-ups a day oh and sit gosh. up when he started playing youth sports <laughs>
1: yo by the way this weekend i got dared to do 40 push-ups and i literally made it to like 18 and i just couldn't go anymore that's not bad Dang. I was like, granted, something? I was tired. You know, it was, it was yeah. after the Phillies game. I've been drinking a little bit, but oh, okay.
0: So that was eighteen. Was even more because the adrenaline was kicked in. Yeah. Okay. All right. And lastly, uh, here as we wrap up the show, just going to quickly talk about the WNBA playoffs. We haven't really touched on that at all um, much here on the show, but I've been following a little more uh, just recently, and we're at the semifinals, and it's it's a, some good, really good matchups. Um, we got the sun and Liberty in the semifinals series tied one to one, and then the wings and aces, and that one's up two Oh for the, for the aces. So we'll see what happens. It goes for the first round goes three games. Second round goes five games and then championship is is seven.
1: So I like that. Nice and simple. Kind of like what baseball does. How many, how many teams are in the WNBA?
0: So our game five is the championship. There's nine games, seven game series. Okay. For the WNBA there, I think there's 12.
1: Okay. That's solid. And I, I feel like they have a really good fan base. I mean, I have. Yeah.
0: The problem though is eight
1: teams make the playoffs. I don't like that. Eight of the 12 teams make (laughs) the playoffs. They're just trying to scounge up some money. I feel like.
0: like fantasy football playoffs. Now, to be fair though. The final four in the semifinals are one through four.
1: So the teams that were supposed to win did win. Yeah. Any any players? I have two questions. My first will be any players to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, New, New York MVP Brianna Stewart just got her second MVP, beating out Aja Wilson, who got the MVP last year. And Aja Wilson got Defensive Player of the Year. But those are the two powerhouse teams. Uh, the Aces went 34 and six, and Liberty went 32 and eight. Basically, form like the first ever super team in the WNBA. It's basically what they did this past offseason with
1: Brianna Stewart joining Sabrina Ionescu. So, wait, so are the top two MVP players playing each other right now? N- no. Oh, they're just supposed to win. But That's they like,
0: could match up? Yeah, they might match up in the.
1: That would be finals. intense. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. My second question is: Is there who's your favorite WNBA team, and are they still in it?
0: So it's weird. I I've always watched the Connecticut Sun and the New York Liberty because I follow New York, and my grandparents from Connecticut. But it's cool that Connecticut has a team because they don't have any other pro sports teams. So it's I kind of like that. But all like the cards I have are all like Dallas Wings players, and it just kind of happened. Okay, Um, so you're
1: just kind of like a little bit. Little player little little home team. Top two are Connecticut and New York. So it's kinda of like in baseball how you're a Mets fan, you kind of no, root for not. the Orioles. No. Oh
0: my gosh. And
1: you're a player fan for some teams. It's not like that at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like that at all. <laughs> so the WNBA, you're just not you love the sport, you're just not a diehard for I haven't a team figured a I haven't player.
0: figured out a team, to be fair. Okay. I haven't watched enough to be like, all right, this is my team. And New York, because I like everything else from New York, I feel like
1: right, it is cool. Connecticut has a team.
0: I I'm, I'm like Connecticut. I like that they have a team. So they should bring back the Hartford Whalers. Yeah. Hockey team. That's, fu- yeah. I forgot they had yeah. that. But yeah, just a quick brief, uh, you know, WNBA, they don't always get the love, but there's some, you know, some good basketball going on and they're, kind of wrapping it up here before the before the nba season starts so
1: oh my gosh oh my gosh guys guys i was literally just looking at like just random just news feed as we're wrapping up the show and literally three minutes ago damian lillard was traded to where the box oh, oh my gosh Yo, wow wait, pull this up pull this up real quick can i get the, i need stack guy <laughs> to give me the breakdown of this this is insane that is
0: crazy the Bucks? Hey, the Bucks coming out of nowhere.
1: I need what? First, I have so many questions because if Dame actually was fine with staying and they traded him, that's like the lowest of low of all time for a player being, you know, committed to one team and getting just blindsided. There had to have been some undercover stuff, right? I mean, Dame's just.
0: All right. So here we go. Bucks have reached an agreement to trade for the star, Trailblazer, Damien Lillard. So it's a three-team trade that includes the Suns. So the of course,
1: of course it's a three-team trade.
0: <laughs> so the Blazers will get Drew Holiday, an unprotected 2029 first round pick, along with the right to swap first round picks from Milwaukee in 2028, 2030. The Blazers also get DeAndre Ayton and rookie. Tumani Kamara.
1: So really old. I mean, really good point guard, but old. Drew Holiday and DeAndre Ayton, who's not going to carry a franchise, and a first-round
0: pick. Like, oh,
1: no, don't even say that. That doesn't matter. That it's protected, and it's like feels hey,
0: he like he not in. enough. No, okay. In exchange for Ayton and Kamara, Phoenix gets Yusuf Nurkic. <laughs> <laughs> Again, about that bag of poop. <laughs> Nasir Little and guard Keon Johnson, as well as Grayson Allen from Milwaukee.
1: Honestly, that's a win for Phoenix because with Durant, Booker, and Beal, they needed more role players. Yeah. So I don't know how they got into this three-team deal, but it worked it's out. That's a win
0: for Phoenix. I, I mean hate the Grayson Allen's on that team now, and now I'm winning yeah. against the Oh Suns. yeah.
1: I hate Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen yeah. well.
0: I kind of thought about it as in like, I'm assuming the Suns and and we're talking about Aiden in a deal anyways maybe even in the last year because they benched Aiden at the end of the year so mm-hmm. that could have been always a thing and then somehow the Bucks just decided to get in on Lillard and it makes sense that they could facilitate that Ooh, some uh stuff going well on and the Bucks just get
1: Dame then that's the team. yeah yeah oh my goodness D- Dame
0: and, G- and Giannis that's a
1: They could easily win the championship this year. And I'm not even, I mean, I'm not even speculating because Giannis, they won a championship already without like a stack, stack team.
0: I will say I would have rather, honestly, traded Middleton instead of Holiday, but that's just me. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I feel like Drew Holiday is just just a good guy to have on a winning team. (laughs) He's
1: He's the most underrated point guard in the NBA.
0: I get he's a little older, but still, I wonder if the Sixers will try to make a run at Drew Holiday now.
1: Oh my gosh, I would, I loved him the first. What's time is?
0: I, I won't get into it with you guys,
1: but I didn't know what was going on with Harden, but that's a separate. No, issue. and also we, I wanted, I thought about it. Whenever you talked about Aiden being pinched last year, this could be a good topic that we could really break down sometimes. But I wonder who gets shafted more since twenty twenty, like the twenty twenties, basically centers in the nba or running backs in the nfl i feel like those two positions get hosed and you need those positions to win yeah yeah like i mean just i mean because you just think about where they've come from i mean like from anywhere before like 2005 like those were your top players basically for the most part yeah I mean but now it's been significantly point guards and QBs, but we we could table that one, but that's that's an interesting thought I just thought of, but this trade is insane. Oh my gosh, I really want to know if Dame wanted out or not, because he's one of the most loyal players in NBA history, and this is what our buddy Dom always gets mad about when players went traded, and everyone's like, oh, you signed the contract, but if Dame wanted to stay, and Portland traded him, that's insane.
0: I will say, I just looked at um, ESPN, and there was a post apparently from Drew holiday yesterday saying that he's a buck for life and he means that like deep in my heart and he doesn't want to play for any other team and he posted that apparently talked about it yesterday he definitely had wanted. to know
1: something was up
0: i mean i think dame wanted out but he wanted to go to miami and nowhere else i don't that's
1: know no oh yeah we're about to see like a miami heat bucks like eastern conference finals this yeah. year
0: well crazy breaking news on the podcast thanks for sharing that ryan that's a wild trade and NBA season's coming up. So, you know, we'll have to uh, do our way too early brackets, predictions, all that fun stuff. Um, But yeah, we're going to, I think we're going to wrap this show up. It was a great one. Ryan still got to do some moving for his new house. And yeah, like I said, look for uh, an announcement on social media. We're going to have a guest next week and we're all really excited about it. So keep a lookout for that. Don't forget to follow Instagram, Twitter. Look us up on Spotify, YouTube, all the fun stuff. And gonna keep grinding these and hope you guys are enjoying them so like subscribe
1: we'll see you guys soon